NFL coaches and decision makers ranked Trevon Diggs as a top 10 cornerback heading into the 2022 season. Where exactly does he rank among defensive backs? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how's it going today, sir? It's going great. Uh, I'm excited to kind of have a conversation that's probably going to lead into some arguments online. Um, I'm excited never, just to talk, talk. I know, never. I'm excited just to talk Cowboys football as always. All right, so ESPN is rolling out some of the rankings because it's July and it's, yeah, dead, it's the dead month of the season. So Jeremy Fowler of ESPN uh, spoke to over 50 NFL coaches, executives, decision makers, and scouts, uh, and they've been ranking positional groups. And they've just finished up uh, some of the defensive guys over the last couple of days, and we've got some Cowboy guys to talk about. So let's let's start with one of the more controversial rankings, uh, Trevon Diggs. Um, he came in at number 10 in their list of cornerbacks heading into the 2022 season. One NFL scout ranked him at number three, while the majority of decision makers ranked him outside of the top 10. A uh, couple quotes from some coaches around the league. One NFC defensive coach said, he's boom or bust right now. I love his instincts, but he if the cost is giving up a bunch of big plays, I don't love the interceptions. Another AFC executive. I actually think he'll get better because he can learn from all those chances he takes. He's clearly got ball skills. And one of my favorite quotes from an NFC defensive coach said, Diggs is getting interceptions on plays that more seasoned corners uh, would play more soundly when they wouldn't give up completions. Um, I don't know, Landon. What are your thoughts on Trevon Diggs coming in at number 10? <clears throat> Well, honestly, I mean, uh, I'm not here to like land blast people's opinions on this because I think that their opinions on this are not necessarily wrong. I I think there's a flaw inherently with kind of doing these sort of lists, right? Yeah. Because all of these teams come from all these uh, people that they're discussing these rankings with all come from different teams that all have very different philosophies on how they play defense, mm -hmm. how they play offense. And, and I think that the digs kind of, really uh, presses upon that because there are definitely defensive coordinators who would rather you not give up any yards that you're just, that you're just sticking to your man and, and, and denying throws to go that way. Um, you know, obviously that's not, uh, uh, you probably only have two or three cornerbacks in the entire league and, and, and not even every year that can handle that kind of load where they're completely shutting off their side of the field. No passes yeah. are getting thrown yep. to that side. Diggs is not that guy. Like Diggs is, Diggs is the guy who is intentionally taking chances at times in order to get you to throw the football to his, his way so that he can have an opportunity to, to, to pick it off. Does do the chances always pay off? Absolutely not. There are definitely times he's given up a ton of yards and I think everyone's gone over that and talked about that. But I think if you, you know, you can argue both sides of this a lot of different ways. I mean, you can argue it from the analytics side 
on both sides. You can argue it from the tape evaluation on both sides. I think for every for every person that says he's given up a thousand yards of of, uh, of of receiving, you know, you could point to his EPA with on balls thrown to his side. You could, or you, could, I mean, or you to... could just filter out like the receiving yards that they give up when they're up by thirty points, and it's kind of not super important, right? Yeah, and, and that's the thing, right? Is context matters here, and and I think that I would rather have those eleven interceptions than worry about. Look, I mean, I, I think if, if in this case, if you want to have an idea of like whether or not you felt like Diggs has had a positive impact, look how the defense is overall. The defense overall has been very was very good, and he was mm-hmm. a huge part of that. So, I you know I understand the ranking at ten um, because I do, like I said, I do think he does. He does allow big plays from here and there. He does allow completions. But I also think that he's done this, like having played cornerback like four years four of years his life now. or something yep. like that. So yep. I only think he's only going to get better from here. He's only going to get stickier from here. Uh, so I think that the thing that is, uh, you know, his floor, the thing that that, that bothers him about, uh, bothers him, bothers other people about him specifically decision makers, I think those things are going to get better as time goes on because he's going to have more experience and more ability to to recognize what's happening. But I I would say that when you look at how young he is at the position and what he's able to accomplish and the thing that, you know, regression is a thing and I don't ever think he's going to, I don't think he'll have necessarily 11 interceptions next year, but the skill set behind the interceptions, like that's not going away. His ability yeah. to track the yep. football, to catch the football, that's not like a, a, a result of, of of luck necessarily. That's skill. So I do think he will continue to get his hands on footballs. I do think he will continue to get interceptions. Uh, you know, is it's not probably realistic to think eleven per year, but I think it's also realistic to think that he's not going to give up as many yards because he's going to be a better cover guy in moving forward. So that's where I'm at, I guess. I- I kind of feel like Trevon Diggs is like a litmus test for what you value just on defense, right? Like if you are, I'm of the belief that you're not going to slow down elite offenses and really good quarterbacks. Like you just can't, it's too hard. The rules just don't allow it. Right. right. It's if Diggs is giving up, you know, a third of those yards, they're going to find somebody else to pick on. Right. It's just uh, quarterbacks are too good. So give me the guy that can create the turnovers, right? They can create the game-changing plays. They can give the ball back to my offense. Listen, you know how much I love Byron Jones. I, I still think Byron Jones is a really good corner. But we just went, what, three, four, five years of Byron Jones playing cornerback. The the concern was, well, he doesn't take the ball away. Who cares if he shuts down his receivers because the, the defense just isn't good because they're not getting takeaways. All of a sudden, we get the opposite, right? Somebody who is getting the takeaways, and now people are complaining. Just proves that Cowboy fans and the rest of the NFL will never be happy. There's no such thing as a perfect cornerback. It's just never going to happen. What does your eyeball test tell you, right? Is it better to have a guy like Byron Jones who, yes, who can shut, who can stop you from throwing to one particular guy, but you know the quarterback still feels free to pass it to all the other guys on the on the field, or have a guy that is, you know, maybe not shutting down that receiver as much, but every once in a while when they throw that ball. That quarterback's got to hold his breath, and now that quarterback's got to think about that every single time he has to throw the ball too. I, I, I want the quarterbacks to be terrified that if they just have a pass that's slightly thrown behind a receiver or slightly higher than what they it should be, that it could be a six, pick six the other way. I think Trevon Diggs kind of offers that, and I think 
the longer he plays and the more years that he racks up these, you know, big interception totals, the scariest going to get for defenses, right? And I think you're actually going to see, even though the coverage itself might not improve, but if he's getting seven, eight, nine interceptions a year, quarterbacks are eventually going to stop throwing his way, which is going to have the same effect as Byron Jones locking down a receiver on the other side. It's just a different way of doing it. And that, yeah. again, going back to what I'm saying, that's what's problematic about these kind of rankings, right? Is that a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. it's scheme specific. It's your what you're looking for on your defense, which may not be the same as what the Steelers are looking for or the, or the Ravens are looking for. But yep. it, but it's, that doesn't mean that it can't work for you. Absolutely. All right. I want to tell you guys about one of our newest partners, Dave. Uh, if you are not familiar with Dave, Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. You know, sometimes unexpected expenses come up. Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. That is more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There is no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you are in a pinch and you need some extra help, Download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That is Dave, D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you. All right, Lana. Let's get into Micah Parsons' ranking, which... I think is a little bit more controversial. Um, oh, yeah. So I don't they, know this one, so I'm excited to hear it. I'm, I'm excited. Again, to same same people ranking no. off the ball linebackers heading into 2022. Micah Parsons not at number one. Darius Leonard, who's a great player in his own right. Darius Leonard at number one. Multiple people put Micah Parsons at number one. He finished as number two. However, however. There were several NFL coaches who ranked Micah Parsons as the 10th off the ball linebacker in the NFL going into the season. Players ranked ahead of him by some include Roquan Smith, Demarius Demario Davis, Tremaine Edmonds, Levante David, and Jordan Brooks of the Seattle Jordan Seahawks. Brooks, are you joking? Come on. What? <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. Oh my so, God. Come so, on. Can you get behind Micah Parsons being the number two ranked outside line, or excuse me, off the ball linebacker going into the season? Ish. You know, I mean, look, like, okay, I'll, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you, he's a rookie. He was a rookie last year. He was still learning the spot. Um, it's, you know, listen, it's hard to be the very best at your position coming into the NFL. Yep. Uh, and, and, and listen, I mean, Certainly no. Uh, who was it that was ranked number one again? I'm so sorry. Uh, Darius Leonard from the Colts. Yeah, I mean, look, Darius Leonard is a, a freak of nature, an All Pro. He he's he, it feels like Leonard may have you know kind of. Did I mean did Leonard have an exceptional year last year? It felt like he kind of was had some. Yeah, he was good. He was he was good. But again, remember, Michael Parsons finished, I believe, third in the Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, award. and he yeah. probably would have won it if he was just a second-year player. Like, not, I'm not saying his stats are changed. Like, if he was just a second-year guy, I bet yeah. you he wins the award. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, I think that's the issue here, right? Is that it feels like he's being punished for being a rookie a little bit. Um, man, I, I would take Micah Parsons over any of those guys two times. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just like, that's, uh, again, I can understand the politics of these lists and, and all of that, but I don't think there's, I don't think there's anyone on that list even close to like, if we're doing a redraft right now, I would take Micah Parsons four times before I took any one of those guys. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable because, because, and I think that the part of the issue is that he's, again, it kind of feeds into uh, the issues that offensive coordinators have with Micah Parsons. It's hard to identify what he's going to do at any given time. And, And when he's kind of bouncing around between roles, it's it makes for uh, a difficult evaluation for exactly how he is as an off-ball linebacker. Look, if you're, if you're ranking, you know, strictly the job of a will linebacker, you know, and 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 if you're if you're doing the list like that, okay, I'll, I'll, all right, fine, you can have your Darius Leonard is the best linebacker in football. Sure. If you're talking about defensive football players, I think the list is Aaron Donald. And then Micah Parsons, and then yeah, that's it, as it, far as it, I'm concerned. It, it, to that point, an AFC scout said, regardless of where he's ranked, he's the best playmaker on this list. Incredible talent. The speed is so good that they're so smart about the, – the speed is so good, and they are <laughs> smart with the way they use them all over. So let's. I think people see that. Let's talk about the speed real quick because uh, there was a video that came out that was posted. Was it posted by Dave uh, Dave McGlada's, like actual account? Or yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I th- and I apologize. I don't know how to pronounce this the agent's last name, but but Michael Parsons' agent, who I'm pretty sure was is Dak Prescott's agent agent too, right? Is Dave? Mm-hmm. Um, is it Dave Cantor? I thought it was Mook. I thought it was an M. Oh, that's it? a different one. Yeah, that Dave uh, Cantor is uh, Demarcus Lawrence. But yeah, oh, Dave go Cantor. Ahead. Okay. That, so, anyways. Uh, Michael Parsons' agent had some sort of kind of, I don't know, workout or or field day or something like that. And the video that came out was a race between, and maybe you have the names in front of me. You, I don't remember. But Andre Cisco, uh, Isaiah Simmons, Micah Parsons, and some other defensive backs in there that. So yeah, Cisco. <laughs> yeah, so Cisco is is a safety. I don't know if you guys remember. He came out of Syracuse a couple years back. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, obviously Simmons is the, the former Clemson, you know, kind of hybrid defender sort of who, who in- by the way, ran a four, three, nine official at the NFL combine. Yeah. And then a bunch of other professional NFL defensive backs all got in a race with Micah Parsons and Parsons smoked them. Like, yep. it, like it wasn't really that close. I mean, I think it kind of got close at the end with one of them, but I couldn't tell who it was, but I mean, Parsons was like, two 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 steps ahead of everybody yep uh and it just shows you what I mean, what a freak of nature right what a, i mean he's 240 pounds like i have sat there and watched him lift tyron smith off the ground at different points in training camp and and he's at 240 pounds at a guy who runs a sub four three let's say let's say four three five forty maybe nah, I, mean, I mean sure <laughs> he he's an absolute freak of nature he loves the game i mean look just to kind of sum up Micah Parsons, give okay, bye Amari Cooper. Okay, bye Randy Gregory. Okay, the reason you want to know why I'm optimistic about this team, the Cowboys probably have, like I said, Aaron Donald, 
and then Micah Parsons. Like, the, I, I don't know that I would take anybody else in this league. Maybe TJ Watt, but I, I mean, maybe I, not, I, honestly. But I think that's the thing is, like, we're talking about, like, him now already in the same category as Miles Garrett, TJ Watt. I mean, Aaron Donald is I, – I mean, I think he's – Aaron Donald's a, a separate player. conversation. Right. He's, a, he's but, a first ballot Hall of Famer, maybe the best to ever play defensive but, tackle. But when we're talking about, like, the elite game-changing defenders, he's one of the first two or, two or three names that you have to mention – and that's why it's still kind of crazy that he came in at two. It's kind of crazy that somebody ranked Blake Martinez ahead of him on this list. What are you <laughs> talking about? Are that, you serious? See, that's what, yeah, see, that's the problem with these lists. And this is why you shouldn't take what anonymous scouts say um, and coaches as gospels because sometimes they don't even know what they're looking at because sometimes they're very biased, you know? And, and look, again – so it's it's probably really hard to if you don't watch every single snap of Micah Parsons, it's probably difficult to really grasp exactly how valuable he is. Because if you watch a selection of it, you know it, he's only he's kind of doing two or three different things. But but watching him like throughout the season, kind of move from spot to spot, go from covering wide receivers down the field, swatting away a pass that eventually gets intercepted by Curse, thirty yards down the field up the sideline to you know, destroying the te- their team's best left tackle and on his way to a sack, like the same guy is doing those things. Yep. Like Micah Parsons is a is a is the next generation of NFL player, and 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 I, I honestly think it's unfair to him to even be putting him in like this category, like pigeonholing him to this one you know position and 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 the kind of context of that when he does that. And then so much more at such a high level, you know, like he plays, he, he doesn't just play like an all pro linebacker. He plays like an all pro linebacker and an all pro defensive end at the same time. Yep. Like uh, you, you can put him wherever you want. And it's, it, that's, that's just a dominant player. Like we've never really seen. Before. Yeah. Two is far too low. I know it can only go up one spot, but two is far too low for Michael Parsons just, going just, into the air. Just take him out of that list and put him in his own category. Yeah, they he should. deserves they, it. They really right? should. They, they really, really should. Uh, all right. I want to tell you guys about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including MLB season, which we have going on right now. We've got golf, UFC, football is coming up. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, one little note that we need to cover here before we head out for the weekend. Von Miller talking about the Cowboys uh, said he wanted to join the Cowboys uh, in free agents. And here's the exact quote: "I told them I was ready to come to the Cowboys. I would have taken less to go to Dallas because it's Dallas, but I wouldn't have taken that much less." Uh, according to Von Miller, the Cowboys offered him the same five-year, seventy million dollar deal that they offered Randy Gregory with only two years of that deal guaranteed. Uh, Von Miller got significantly more money and significantly more guaranteed money to go play with Buffalo. Is this surprising to you? No, not really. Uh, not Certainly not Blake Martinez ranked above Micah Parsons surprising. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am not over that yet. And uh, Nick Bolton, another rookie. Another rookie got ranked ahead of uh, Micah Parsons. Nick Bolton, the Missouri kid? <laughs> yeah, from the Chiefs who him and Anthony Hitchens split snaps last year. 
he you know, he had a good season for a, a middling season. middle round linebacker. It was oh. good, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, what were we saying? Oh, uh, yes, Von Miller yeah. wanted to Miller. come to you Dallas. Know, look, it's not shocking that he got offered the same deal that Randy Gregory got no. offered. I mean, that no. that's what the Cowboys allotted that they wanted to pay for one of these pass rushers. So the fact that he didn't take it is also not surprising. But I, I mean, I don't. I think people are finding a reason to get all upset about this over all over again, but I don't know that this is really worth that. I think that that's not surprising that the Cowboys offered the same thing as Randy Gregory. They were, that's what they had. That's not surprising. I would have offered him a little bit more, but I don't know if Dallas was ever going to do six years with, I think three or four of those years guaranteed like Buffalo was going to do. They, they just just weren't interested in that. I just don't know that it's a good idea. You know, like I, I love Von Miller. I think he's going to be great, but that's a long deal with a lot of guaranteed money. You don't know exactly when that cliff is going to hit. Can I be clear though? You know? I think I like the deal for Buffalo. I mean, they're just in a different spot sure. than Dallas is. Yeah, right exactly. Now. That's it. Perfectly. Like they're 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 the, they're ready to win the Super Bowl this year. They've yeah. got you know they've got a roster that's ready. So yeah, if you got to overpay to get the guy that you think will take you over the hump, that's fine. I think the Cowboys are you know they're in it to win the Super Bowl. There's no doubt about that. But I think that they're also trying to be conscious of the fact that they have several more windows here to try to do this, including next year where I think, again, we point to where they really are probably going to try to go, you know, kind of all in there. So I can understand not wanting to kind of, you know, eat into that reserve of, of money that you're going to pay, use to pay your young players to pay some 30, was he 32 or 33 year old pass rusher, you know, some six year deal. Like, you know, could he be, good for two or three more years absolutely i, I could expect he, him to be yep yeah could he fall off a cliff after two years absolutely that that could be true too i i think it's not unwise for the cowboys to have like a budget there and then you know spend that money on some of these younger players that they look you want to pay michael parsons like that's where you want that money to go so yeah. and i and i think that that feeds into that if you have if you're investing more money at that position as a pass rusher, it's going to make it a little bit more difficult to kind of find the money you want for Trayvon Diggs, for CeeDee Lamb, and for Micah Parsons. I, I do think the Cowboys could have worked something out here. If they would have offered him like $16, $17 million a year over, let's say, three years, I, I think Von Miller might have accepted that. Um, and I, I wouldn't have been opposed to the Cowboys doing that either. I think that would have, that would have made sense, but... I understand why it didn't work out for either side. That's actually not some of the deals that bothered me from this offseason because generally you don't love paying guys that are in their 30s with major injury histories and all that kind of stuff. So I don't think this is going to be a deal that we look back a year from now and be like, you know what? If the Cowboys make this deal, they win the Super Bowl. I just I, I don't get that feeling. As much as we yeah. wanted this to happen, I don't get that feeling. Yeah, I, I mean, I get the sense that people are just like disgusted with this story. I just don't feel that way just yeah. because it's like they made an offer that they thought was solid. They had a, they had a, you know, look, they, they clearly had a budget on this. He wasn't in their budget. They tried, but Buffalo was willing to pay more money. And, and, you know, that's, that's where they are in their development at this point. I, I don't get the sense that like Von Miller is going to be the difference in the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl or not this year, right? Now, for Buffalo, it might be, right? If Von Miller can get it one stop for like the Bills against the, the Chiefs last year, they probably are winning the Super Bowl. I just I, I don't see Dallas and Buffalo being on the same kind of 
trajectory, right? Buffalo is a little bit further on, like in the, their Super Bowl aspirations. I, I mean, you have to also look at it this way: like ultimately, we're talking about paying our. This is the third pass rusher. Yeah. This isn't this. This isn't your number one pass rusher. Like Micah Parsons is going to be the featured pass rusher. Demarcus Lawrence is going to be heavily featured as well. So you already have two of these guys that you're, you know, you're paying one of them. And then the other one is, is your superstar that you're trying to feature. So like the idea that like, it's outrageous that they wouldn't spend $17 million a year on a guy who he's not going to be a part-time player, but I mean, he's, he's not necessarily, He's not necessarily the 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 Von Miller on this team, you know. Micah Parsons is kind of that guy, so uh, I, I think that that's that's really kind of where why the Cowboys, even with Randy Gregory, were kind of like, hey, this is the money we have to spend here. We th- feel like that's a good amount of money to spend on someone who's not necessarily the featured pass rusher on this team. Yeah, let's say it's seventeen million. That means that you would be paying thirty-one million and two pass rushers that aren't Micah Parsons. I just I. It's a lot of money. And it's I'm not it opposed is. to it because that's one position that I I don't mind spending money. But you do have to recognize that's that's a lot of money for two guys that are in their 30s with injury histories. Yeah, it's not like uh, – I mean it's not ju- – I think people are just blowing this off as the Cowboys are being too frugal. But if you look at it like how the resources are allocated, they have a lot of resources allocated to the position. And then after even Vaughn Miller said no, they invested another second-round pick in the, at the spot. Yep. So – uh, they have a lot of things allocated here, and it's not like they're going to be short-handed at the position. Would it have been better to have Von Miller as kind of your third rotational guy as opposed to Sam Williams or or sure. whatever? Oh, I mean, yeah, great. sure, absolutely. But I don't know if it would have would have been worth the money and, and worth the opportunity lost to potentially re-sign some of your younger players down the road. I 100% agree. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Wanted to let you guys know about next week. Landon, you are off, actually off on vacation next week, uh, going to the beach. So, man. Very, very jealous. So what I gotta go check. Gotta what? go check out that pro. Gotta go scout out that Pro Bowl uh, 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 field in Oahu. See if uh, it's any go. good. Even if they plan to move the Pro Bowl from Hawaii, I'm there just gonna go. go there just to check it out. Just yeah, to have fun. Uh, we'll have Chad Ryder from NFL.com on Monday. We got some other special guests lined up later in the week, so we'll be back with our normal routine of shows. Uh, follow the Lockdown Cowboys podcast wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on YouTube. YouTube videos will still be going up there all week long. Uh, follow Landon at McCoolBCB Vacation Landon. Maybe he'll vacation. have some nice, nice tweets from the beach. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you guys next time.